Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy and romance, and all of the perfectly delicious places they intersect. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm, delicious on this very chilly morning here in Santa Fe. Our um, Arctic blast arrived on schedule. So I am here with my lap blanket and indoors. <laughs> uh, the wind is really blowing hard from the east, which is the direction of storms for us. Yeah, it's a wind chill of one degree Fahrenheit last time I looked. So we decided not to do the walk this morning. Uh, nothing like a biting wind to dissuade you. So... Uh, we're forecast still to get a whole bunch of snow starting this afternoon. Got a little bit, got some rain last night, a little skiff of snow now, but uh, it's going to hit hard later today. And I mean, when they tell you there's a 100% chance, <laughs> there you go. But it was very pretty yesterday morning we woke up with an overcast, uh, the sunrise lighting the sky pink all share that photo on the podcast here so that was um yeah really delightful uh seeing the colors one thing about weeks of drought weeks months of drought is that you don't quite get the beautiful sunrises and sunsets because there isn't the same um scatter of of the color and light, you know, you need some moisture in the air for that. So, I actually have notes, notes of things to tell you guys today. Are you impressed? Oh, and I didn't say, I, I can't get everything right, not all at once. I only get some things right. Uh, today is Monday, October 26th. Um, first day of real winter, I am declaring it. Here in Santa Fe. I did a lot of um, winterizing over the weekend, put up the Halloween decorations, finished um, winterizing the rain barrels, and got, you know, put the heater in the bird bath, finished painting the canales, the last task that had remained undone. Uh, I felt very proud of myself, very accomplished weekend. And it was funny because it was Mile High Con over the weekend up in Denver. And in a normal year, we would have been up there. It was also granddaughter Arrow's birthday, so we would have been up visiting family and attending Mile High Con. As it was, I um, had one panel for Mile High Con on Friday afternoon that I moderated. I think I talked about this before. And then I was done. Like, I had a reading that I pre-recorded for them, and I'd sent it to them. Well, you guys remember, because I angsted about getting my hair and makeup done so I could record the video. And <laughs> and I sent it, and I was afraid that it had abrupt, ended a little abruptly. And I sent it to the coordinator early in the week, because I thought, well, you know, she needs to get all these things loaded up, Right. And she's, and I said, it might be too abrupt. Let me know. I can re-record because the ending messed up. 
And she says, oh, it looks great, thanks. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So my reading was like at 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, and Saturday morning, Emily Ma was texting me because she was also participating in the conference, and she said, well, are we supposed to be like hanging out in Discord or, you know, like sort of virtually in the room for our readings so that people can discuss or whatever? And I'm like, you know, you would think so, but I, I, I haven't heard anything. Nobody said anything to me, so I think the answer's no. And she's like, oh, okay. Um, reader, it was not a well-organized conference because after my panel, I said, you know, that we'd all be hanging out in Discord and stuff if people wanted to chat and ask more questions about the panel. But it turned out that was a lie because the website had gone down. Apparently, the conference started at like 10 on Friday morning and the website went down. I got a, promptly went down. I got a 404 error when I tried to go on. And they said it was due to circumstances beyond their control. Um, that's very uh, John Malkovich line, right? It's beyond my control. It's like, no, you guys didn't plan your bandwidth properly. So I thought about like trying to be online at three o'clock during my reading, and but I was busy doing things, and I had finally gotten onto Discord and put a message on the fantasy chat saying if anybody wanted to chat fantasy, I'd be popping in and out, and nobody did. No, nobody replied at all. There was no interest. So I was like, okay, everybody hates me at Mile High Gone. I don't know what the deal is there. So <laughs> they don't really hate me. They're they're like totally not interested in me. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> but I'm glad I didn't waste my time because I came back to my computer like around four. And there was an email from that coordinator saying that the video I'd sent her was only eight seconds long. And did I have another one? <laughs> I was like, oh, well, and here I thought it had checked out fine. It was my fault. I'd sent her the wrong video, but apparently she didn't notice. So I sent her the correct one, you know, apologized and said, oh, here's here's the correct one here. That was, you know, much bigger, 20 minutes ends abruptly. And she said, okay, great. She said, I'll um, get it uploaded as soon as we're out of YouTube jail because they were uploading too much stuff at the last minute. So, you know, volunteer-run conferences, they are what they are. But I thought that was kind of funny. But I did get all of this winterizing done. I, you know, when I got the house clean and I got the laundry done, and it was, um, I don't know, I was just reflecting on that, that, as much as I miss traveling to places and getting to do things that here, you know, Mile High Con always feels vaguely like a waste of my time since they don't seem to really care about me as an author. So, you know, it, it's like not a good promo event for me, which is the whole point of doing these things, right? It, it's either, it's to go for fun, to network with your fellow writers, which is which can be also fun and useful, um, and then as a promo event. And Mile High Con has long felt like not anything resembling a promo event for me, and it's occasionally fun. 
um, and it's been good to network with other authors, but they tend to have, you know, like a lot of local cons do, the same authors over and over again. And with these virtual cons, we don't get that opportunity to network with other authors. So, um, I'm losing my train of thought. This this wasn't on any of the notes. <laughs> see, see, this is what I get from making notes. There's no point in making notes if I'm just going to talk about whatever. Uh, it, it's been interesting with the pandemic that my home life has been so much more organized. And it was really nice to have the opportunity to do everything this year. Like last year, I forgot to drain the rain barrels full stop. And one of them frozen, I mean, the water inside froze on all of them, obviously, but one of them broke. And it was, you know, I just spaced it. So this year, you know, it was nice. Everything is tied down and taken care of and the plants in. And it was, there, there's something to be said for that. And I, I would like to extract those lessons from this year to um, limit that time. You know, like we did not get to see family. We didn't get to see the granddaughter, but we also didn't spend the money going up to a conference that I often come away from feeling like it was a waste of my time. I, I still felt like it was a waste of my time, but it was a waste of much less time. <laughs> so Roadrunner update, which is probably the only reason you all are here because I promised Roadrunner update. So what was it? Saturday. Saturday was really pretty day. It was a nice day to be out in the garden, getting everything taken care of. And I walked by the bedroom window because I can see the bird baths from the bedroom window. And I glanced out at the bird bath and I saw that fucking roadrunner. It was down at the bottom among the rocks at the bottom. And it was laying down flat, kind of like a torpedo shape, all hunkered down flat doing the birdie ambush. And I was like, oh, no, you don't, you little velociraptor. And I cranked open the window and I said, you get out of here. You get. And it jumped up all surprised and ran a few steps and was looking at me, lifting its cock and lifting its tail and kind of doing its little, isn't that what you call the cock roll? Cock roll? Not its, not its tiny little cock. I, I don't think um, birds have those. The, the thing on its head, the crest. Um, once I knew that word, but, uh, you know, and really kind of like giving me the roadrunner finger. And so I went and got my phone so I could get a photo for you guys. And I did get a video, but it's not a very good one of it running off. So I think, uh, R-U-N-N-O-F-T. We recently watched, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It was fun to watch. So I think that this has been that's strategy. This is not the first time it's, uh, I don't know if the time we witnessed was the first time it realized it could get the birds coming into the bird bath or what, but now it was deliberately laying the ambush. So I've got my eye out. I'm doing the uh, Robert De Niro, meet the Fockers. I see you. <laughs> um, so let's see. Something else I wanted to talk about was something that my one of my mentees brought up. Um, she's 
been doing um doing very well lately. Like all of a sudden, she's she's doing well. She's getting notice, and so something we've been talking about a lot is how to take advantage of the fact that she's suddenly hot, and and how to cope. You know, just sort of like different coping me mechanisms and stuff. But it was funny because she said to me that a lot of people have been saying that she deserves this and and how awkward she feels with that with everybody saying oh you deserve your success i'm so happy for you and she said she's not sure why it makes her feel awkward but she doesn't like it she doesn't know what to say to it and it's funny because i went through exactly the same thing i may have even blogged about it it was before i was podcasting but um it certainly happened when I won the Rita for Pages of the Mind. It might have happened when I got that first three-book contract with Kensington for the Twelve Kingdoms books. Um, it, it was all around that same time period. But I got the same thing where people would congratulate me and they would say, you really deserve this. And it does feel awkward because the implication is that there are people who don't deserve their success, right? And I think that is almost what people are saying. Um, I think they're saying, you're someone I really like, and I really like what you read, what you read. <laughs> I really like to read what you write, and they probably like what I read too. <laughs> I really like what you write, and I'm, I'm really happy that this person who I like and whose books I like is receiving success when there are other books that I don't understand why they're successful. That might be the subtext of it. Um, but it's very awkward and weird to be told that you deserve something because it's like, well, do I? Do I deserve this? And maybe that's part of that... Um, component, uh, part of what Leslie Penelope was talking about a week ago on her podcast, you know, about getting her book on the Times list of, you know, 100 best fantasy books of all time, you know, and that you always question that. It's like, and other people question it, you know, especially when you're on a list like that. People are like, well, <laughs> what about this book that didn't make the list? You know, so it's very easy to ask yourself, do do I deserve this? <laughs> and what does deserving mean? So I was looking up the origin of the word. And it's interesting because it's one of those words whose meaning has migrated over time. Because if you do, if you look up the etymology of the word, um, it is from the Latin the origin is the Latin for with the D meaning completely and severe meaning to serve. So deserve originally meant um, so to serve completely, to, to serve wholeheartedly, which makes no sense at all in our current context, right? So I did find a great post from Word Detective. I don't know if Word Detective is still um, going I know he was having health issues, but I used to read him faithfully. It kind of feels like in early days of the internet, I actually subscribed to his column. I'd send him money for it. So this is, he did this post way back in July of 2011. 
early days. <laughs> Not necessarily early days of the internet, but I don't know. Content was different then. It was it was early days of of getting regular content. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Someone else could probably explain it better than I can. So anyway, um, so this person had written in asking about deserve. And so he says that, and I thought he explained this really well. I'm looking for, I'm sort of skimming the fat here. So he says, um, he says, I agree with your annoyance at the current fashion of using deserve in a way that implies that every good or bad thing that happens to someone is the payoff of a karmic instant rewards program run by the universe. The staple of the evening news, the declaration that an honor student didn't deserve to have his bicycle stolen or worse is obnoxious. Who does deserve misfortune and who decides? So that's, and this is me again, that's the flip side of this, right? If you say someone deserves good fortune, then do other people deserve bad fortune? Oh, and he goes on to say, I shouldn't have inserted. Um, he says, uh, who does deserve misfortune and who decides? The gang at Action 9 News? The corollary supposition, the basis of many self-improvement cults, that a less attractive person must have, must have secretly deserved or attracted ill fortune is even more repul repulsive. But such rhetorical crimes are beyond my power to cure. You are correct about the roots and origin of our modern word deserve. But I'm afraid that the brief etymologies of words found in conventional dictionaries, including those widely available on the internet, often omit important developments in the histories of words. That's why a historical dictionary like the Oxford English Dictionary, which tracks the evolution of words over the centuries, is so valuable. It's when we trace the history of deserve that we find a sharp turn in its development. It's true that the root of our deserve, the Latin verb desevere, to mean to serve well and enthusiastically as a soldier or public servant, might serve the citizens of Rome. Such a loyal and zealous servant has, in most civilized societies, the understandable expectation that his or her service will be rewarded. The fact that the service that someone renders earns them the right to expect a reward for their work led to the change in deserve. I think this is really interesting. In late Latin, roughly 3rd to 6th centuries AD, the classical Latin meaning of desevere, to serve well, gradually shifted to that of to earn or be entitled to by serving well. It was this earned it meaning which became the old French desevere, which eventually in the 13th century became the English verb to deserve. The initial sense of deserve in English was to earn a rightful claim by doing something. And by the, but by the 15th century, it had taken on the modern meaning of simply having earned a claim or entitlement to something. So <clears throat> I think that that's a, that helps put a spin on it because if we think of it in terms of you earned this, that if what people are saying to us is you earned this, then that's a lot more meaningful because um, it's true. It's true. We put a lot of work in and we we do earn 
the success when it comes along. Serendipitous, though it might be an origin and though it might feel. And thus endeth our lesson for the day, children. Um, go forth and enjoy those fruits of your labors that you have well and truly earned. I'll remind you that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.